Are you losing money because of damage to your product in transit? Well, Spotsy is a company full of amazing brands that are helping you prevent damage and lost revenue before it even happens. Don't miss my episode from last week where Spotsy tells us all about what they are doing to impact supply chains everywhere. Go and check that out at letstalksupplychain.com forward slash episode 104. Welcome to Let's Talk Supply Chain. My name is Sarah Barnes Humphrey, and each week I bring you the top supply chain professionals in the industry. You will learn about best practices, new innovation, and most up-to-date information about supply chain. I believe that collaboration is the future of business, and I have designed this show to ensure you have all the information you need to succeed in business and in your supply chain. I grew up with supply chain in my blood. I spent eight years in logistics operations and another eight in sales talking to shippers and BCOs, learning all about their pain points. Visibility is one of the biggest blockers to supply chain performance and knowing where your cargo is, well, that's just the beginning. What you really want to do is avoid surprises. Terminal 49 is an ocean freight visibility platform that's out to change the game for importers and brokers. They provide an easy to use unified dashboard with track and trace functionality to replace querying hundreds of separate steamship line and terminal websites. Just by entering the bill of lading number, you will receive proactive alerts when there's an ETA change container holds, or anything that requires action. Best of all, they can automatically update all the data you need for forecasting directly in the systems you use today, even spreadsheets. Check out Terminal49.com forward slash LTSC to learn more about Terminal 49 and they've agreed to give Let's Talk Supply Chain listeners 20% off their first year. Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. We are getting ready for our big series with Scott and Greg at Supply Chain Now. So stay tuned for our live events and upcoming episodes about super trends in supply chain. Last week, I also got the pleasure to join the Supply Chain Canada team at their leadership conference and moderated an amazing panel discussion about sustainability. It was a lot of fun. So thank you to the Supply Chain Canada for for including me. Today, March 2nd, I am at TPM20 in Long Beach. I will be going live from the show this afternoon with some of the speakers and attendees. So if you can jump on the JOC LinkedIn page, feel free to jump in with questions and we will see you there. Also, because it's the beginning of the month, it is a new Woman in Supply Chain episode and I cannot wait for you to meet our feature for this month. Today, Elizabeth Rennie is joining us and taking us through her journey to success. And it is a good one. She has been heavily involved in supply chain media for most of her career. So let's learn a little bit more about her path before we dive into her journey. Elizabeth is Senior Manager of Publications and Editor-in-Chief of SCM Now Magazine at the Association for Supply Chain Management. She sets the direction of ASCM's digital and print content, ensuring it delivers value to readers across industries, locations, and job functions. Rennie also heads up the ASCM Awards of Excellence, the premier international supply chain awards program. Prior to her current position, she served as both managing editor and associate editor for the organization. Rennie was the technical editor of supply chain management for dummies and Amazon bestseller, 
Previously, she also was a technical writer at Google, where she created content for the free education and training offering. So welcome to the show, Elizabeth. Thank you very much, Sarah. I'm happy to be here. I am so excited because I was connected to you through Peggy. And when I met Peggy, she said, you have to meet Elizabeth because she is the best powerhouse woman in supply chain that she knows. So I, we should just get started on that note. Um, kick it off. I can't really agree with that, but I appreciate it very much. Well, why don't we kick it off with a story about your journey that's important? Sure. Um, so the important moment on my journey and what really led me to where I am today professionally actually happened back in 1997. Um, in college, I was actually a music major. I studied voice performance, um, for solo and choral singing. So when I graduated, I wanted to find a job in the arts. So I was hoping to work for some kind of a classical music organization, like a symphony orchestra or a performing arts center. Um, but as it turned out, the closest I could get was entertainment in general. So I ended up at a cable television association. Wow. And so I will never forget this one day, my boss came past my cube, just irate, just fuming because he had gotten a call from a volunteer um, and they had written a story for our journal um, and I don't remember the actual headline, but the gist of it was something like the role of marketing in cable television, um, but it was spelled like a dinner roll. <laughs> and so that author was unhappy to say yeah. the least. Um, so I hadn't actually touched the journal. I wasn't even involved in publications, but, you know, I knew it was happening. It was happening down the hall. Um, a few days later, the CEO actually came by my cube and she gave me the assignment of going through every single journal that we'd published over the last three years. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. So she told me just quite literally read everything, not just headlines, you know, every word um, and find the mistakes. Um, and uh, I ended up just having a blast. I, it was, of course, a bummer that our standards had been so low until that point. But um, that was like the moment when I discovered two things. Uh, the first thing being that I really loved editing and I was good at it. Um, and the second was like, wow, this is actually a career path. Um, so that's how it all started. Um, I progressed through different nonprofits. I lived in the D.C. area back then, so very association heavy. Um, and then I ultimately got the job of editor at, um, well, Apex at the time but now ASCM, the Association for Supply Chain Management. Um, and that was in 2004, and I've been there nearly 16 years now. Wow, congratulations. And it's so, I love hearing these stories. I mean, where you start and where you end up, like you really have no idea what is yep. going to happen. But as long as you're open to opportunities and trying new things, and you actually found that you were passionate about something that you didn't really even know existed as a job. which right. like, I always loved English. Like when I was in school, that was always my best subject. And yeah. I loved writing, but, um, you know, it just didn't really occur to me to even major in English because I also am very passionate about music. Um, but yeah, I, I totally fell into it as so many supply chain professionals do. That is awesome. That is awesome. So why don't you share a lesson? Can you share maybe a lesson or two that you've learned along the way and in, in your journey? Yeah, that's that's an easy one, actually. Um, something always stays top of mind for me. 
Um, in 2011, our annual conference was in Pittsburgh. Um, and I will never forget um, having the opportunity to get to know and chat with um, ASCM's uh, CEO, who's Abe Ashkenazi. Um, I have incredible respect for Abe. His leadership is like truly uncommonly great. Um, anytime Abe gives you praise, it's very meaningful. Um, I remember being in Pittsburgh and him giving me a compliment. He told me that I was incredibly self-aware. Hmm. Um, and as a wordsmith, I was a little embarrassed. I honestly didn't really know what that meant. Um, like self-awareness is something you hear a lot about today, yeah. um, but I, I wasn't that familiar with it. I could sort of figure it out from context clues, like what he meant, um, but it wasn't the buzzword that it is now. Yeah. Um, and I literally remember going back to my hotel room that night and Googling it. <laughs> so <laughs> I understand what the leader of my organization thought about me. <laughs> Um, and I remember reading that it had to do with how clearly we see ourselves and our values and our reactions to things and people, our behavior, um, most importantly, our effect on others. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, this was something that I remember I worried about because you all, everyone worries about if someone likes them or, you know, the impression that they're making. Um, but I often wondered if I was, you know, showing the people in my life that I valued them the way I should. Yeah. Um, so it meant a lot to me to have Abe say that. Mm-hmm. And so ever since then, I've really tried to cultivate that skill. Um, I try to make self-awareness like kind of a guidepost in like how I hold myself professionally, but of course also personally. Um, so yeah, I would say self-awareness and the way that your words and actions affect others is the most important lesson. Yeah, I really like that. And it's it brings up something that I've been hearing a lot about, about which is feedback and mm-hmm. how important feedback really is to not only your professional journey, but your personal journey as well, right? Yep. Learning about how other people see us mm-hmm. and not just the way we think other people see us yep. is, you know, it's really, truly important. I mean, you probably would never have Googled that word, maybe... Right. I mean, maybe until 2016, but you would never have Googled that word in 2011 to really understand what the meaning was and how it has impacted the way you conduct yourself. Because right now, you're, you're now using that word as a core value, is what mm-hmm. I'm hearing from you, right? Yep. And that guidepost of how you're interacting with people and how you're... Uh, going about your day-to-day in not only personal, but business, right? And so getting feedback from other people, finding out what people are seeing from you can not only spark change as in, you know, changing maybe some negative traits, but also it can spark some of those core values, some of those purpose, some of that purpose that people really talk about and really are looking for, right? So, you know, not internalizing the journey of finding your purpose, but sharing it with everybody and getting that feedback and then being able to pull your purpose from that, I think is an incredible lesson. And feedback is really, really important as we move through our careers. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So you fell into supply chain. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So what, and you've been in it for, like you just said, 16 years or whatever, which is amazing. I've been in it for 20 years, so I know exactly what that's like. Um, So what gets you excited about what you do in supply chain? 
So what I'm very excited about and very passionate about in supply chain is that supply chain organizations and the people who run them and the people who work inside them, we all have really unlimited potential to use supply chain to create a better world mm-hmm. or whether it's a better world for people, businesses, communities, economies, um, At ASCM, we talk a lot about how our members are shaping the world in which we live every single day and that we're very proud to support that. Um, There's a heightened focus, of course, on corporate social responsibility and sustainability Mm -hmm. these days. Um, You know, so just moving from where we were 15, 16 years ago to just this past year, ASCM launched our new enterprise certification, which is the industry's first and only corporate supply chain designation that measures businesses on social responsibility, economic sustainability, and ecological stewardship. Wow. Um, So through this certification, my colleagues and I are empowering organizations to gain a competitive advantage, but doing so through responsible business processes. And this can be you know, transparency among partners, making sure that your suppliers align with your core business values. Um, And I'm just, I'm excited to watch as more companies are really embracing this culture of responsible business. Yeah, it's amazing to see, right? Like Mm -hmm. supply chain, even a few years ago, wasn't looked upon as the competitive advantage that it is today. And it's not even just about the competitive advantage. It's like you said, you know, now supply chains are being looked upon as the key factor to changing the world. I mean, that is a huge statement, (laughs) you know, all in itself. And I'm sure maybe all of us just took a gasp and went, that's a lot of responsibility. (laughs) It it absolutely is. But it's wonderful to have, to be empowered to do that and be responsible and make that choice to make right. the right choices. Right. And I think, you know, there is a place for micro responsibility down to the supply chain professional themselves. But now there's that growing responsibility in the company and the enterprise itself. I mean, supply chain's getting a seat, seat at the table, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, now they're taking a look at supply chain really touching the end-to-end of the business. And we're not even talking about end-to-end supply chain because now end-to-end supply chain is turning circular. But the yep. end-to-end of the business itself, and it touches every single piece in between. And yep. so they're, you know, the companies themselves through the supply chains, not just their business, like you said, are going to be responsible for this. Yep. And the people that they hire and the supply chain management professionals that are coming through the ranks, the next generation, I mean, they're coming in with some big ideas and some big innovations and some big Absolutely. thoughts. And those are the key things that are driving them, yep. right? Absolutely. Looking for jobs and in their conversations. And this is what they want for their lives. And yep. so, you know, it's a big statement. But I think that us as supply chain management professionals, supply chain professionals can... I think we can take it and I think we can move it forward and we can make it, make it what it needs to be. Right. Changing the world. I do. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, coming from media, I'm, I am not as long in supply chain media. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm a baby in comparison. Um, (laughs) but I've taken this leap into supply chain media and you've obviously been in publication for what you said, 16 years or or what have you. So what do you think the future is for supply chain media and publication? 
I think the future and beyond is really all about content. Um, and that might not take the form of the traditional handheld mm. pages of a print magazine, but just high quality content. Right. It's, it's really essential. Um, supply chain professionals need this kind of education. They need to be aware of the trends, uh, the latest research, all that kind of stuff in order to be successful and then have the knowledge they need to advance the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, like As I'm writing and editing, I always try to you know, get to the point as quickly as possible because people don't have yeah. as much time. But I do think that sometimes people focus too much of their time on the day-to-day tasks, the to-do list, um, and they don't set aside a few, you know, minutes even each day to keep a pulse on what's going on in the industry. Um, and, you know, by reading supply chain news or research or innovations, just learning about what's actually happening. Um, and of course, I'm more than a little biased, but I truly believe that reading a magazine like SCM Now or the ASCM blog, like these are powerful ways to accelerate your supply chain career. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, content is so much uh, more easy to digest now, right? Because before it was all reading, Yep. right? You had to read and read and read and read and read. Now we've got, you know, video formats. We've got the podcast, mm-hmm. right? Um, we've got engaging communities as well as like LinkedIn and things like that, where we can learn peer to peer, which yep. really hasn't been available to us um, in the past. And so I know a lot of people are really feeling overwhelmed, but um, I was just on a panel discussion with Dr. Eloise and she was saying just a little bit at a time, like you just said, right? You know, put aside a few minutes, um, go to your go-to resources and do it as little or a little bit at a time. So you don't get overwhelmed, but you do get the information that you need to be able to make the essential decisions um, in your day-to-day. And, yep. and to really have an idea of what it's looking like now, what it's looking like in the future, because that's, that's really how you're going to make your decisions today, right? Yeah. A lot of times when I talk to our members at our annual conference, people come up to me and they'll say like, hey, I really enjoyed this article on XYZ. And I even took it to my boss and struck up a conversation. Yeah. And, you know, like that's essential. And like you said, peer to peer as well. Like people say they'll get SCM Now magazine and they'll read it and then they'll put it on their colleague's desk. And, you know, that gets the conversation flowing as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I get the same thing with the podcast where mm-hmm. they'll listen to an episode. It really resonates with them. And then they're sharing it with their team. And they're doing it in, you know, like a team meeting or something like that. And I don't know about you, but, you know, that gets me every time. I'm just so glad that, you know, somebody resonated with something that we put out there, right? Exactly. Which is so satisfying. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So I read that you worked with Mr. Supply Chain, Daniel Stanton, um, on the Supply Chain Management for Dummies book. I did, yes. I was the technical editor for Supply Chain Management for Dummies. Um, So yeah, we did. We worked together. That was was a long project. (laughs) Was it? So tell us about it. What was the, I mean, a lot of people talk about writing books and, you know, different things like that. What does that journey look like? And what was it like working with Daniel? Uh, Well, Dan is wonderful. He's incredibly kind, first of all, but he's also super smart. So working with him was great. Um, he's also one of those, maybe rare isn't the best word, but I'll say rare writers who really value a talented copy editor. Oh, <laughs> awesome. 
so often you get pushback, you know, and I understand that too, because I write as well. But um, so yeah, Dan came to me, like he had the publisher come to me because he knew I would do a good job. Um, and yeah, no, it was fun. He, he would send me his chapters and, um, you know, they were always super interesting. He has lots of great examples to make supply chain very accessible to someone who might be new to it. Um, I would read them and, you know, maybe I would see something like maybe a definition or maybe the example wasn't like quite as clear or spot on as I thought it could be. And um, he would have, would have fun just going back and forth, kind of like deciphering it. Um, and I also have to put in a plug for the Apex Dictionary here um, because anyone in supply chain will tell you that that truly is the Bible. And I definitely kept my Apex Dictionary right on my desk the entire time I was working on supply chain management for dummies. Um, being able to access that and then also use it to, you know, back up the points that I was making to Dan was was really helpful. Um, but yeah, it was a very fun project. Yeah, I bet that was fun, you know, just going back and forth and, and debating some of the points. Yep. Right. And I'm sure there was no wrong answer. It was just really, where do we get to that middle ground? Yep. No, usually Dan agreed with me. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> oh, did he? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's always helpful. Right. <laughs> All right. So let's get back to a little bit more about your career. Walk us through one of your proudest moments in your career. What does that look like? My proudest moment so far actually happened just this past year. Um, uh, my career at ASCM has been a, a good ride and it's been really fun. So I'm lucky. I have a lot of highlights. But this past year, um, I got to do this uh, 12 page, very chunky feature where I interviewed eight female chief supply chain officers and um, took talk to people from companies like Kimberly Clark and Johnson and Johnson and the Hershey company, but also some smaller startups. So that was kind of cool. They were from, you know, all different walks of life. Um, and I, I just got to interview these like incredibly impressive women who were super honest with me. They were so candid. Um, you know, they had lots of great lessons professionally, but they also had very personal stories of, you know, whether it had to do with work-life balance or, you know, just, just things that I feel like women get asked a lot, but it was, it was a different experience talking to these, like such incredibly accomplished females. <laughs> so that was great. And the feature, so it was full of great information and insights, but it also just looked incredibly beautiful on the page because I got to collaborate with a wonderful artist awesome. who took all of their headshots and painted them so they would all be consistent in wow. look and quality. And so like highly recommend checking it out. It was just it I practically teared up when <laughs> the magazine arrived on my doorstep. Oh. Um, and, I, and I did too. Like I would I would listen back to the recorded interviews with the women and I would actually get choked up with some of the things they were saying because they just, they made supply chain sound just magical. And, you know, obviously we're facing a talent gap. So anyone who can talk about the industry like that and especially reaching out to women and young women, like it was, it was very inspiring. Absolutely. And I'm so glad you used that example for this woman in supply chain episode because... <laughs> You know, it just goes to show the impact of what you and I are doing and what people in the media and publication and supply chain professionals as a whole 
what the impact is that we're doing that we probably don't even realize. I mean, you know, if I'm one of the women that were in your feature and I'm listening to this episode, they probably don't even realize the impact that they had on you as the writer, let alone the audience that is going to read it. Right. Yep. You know, yeah. and that's what this, that's what this is all about. You know, that's why I started the woman in supply chain series is because, you know, just so we can learn from each other. I mean, you've had an incredible journey and mm-hmm. it's different from the women that you interviewed and mm-hmm. I've, it's different from my journey and it doesn't make anything less, but yep. it means it also gives us the opportunity to support each other and learn from each other, no matter what path they've had. Right. And, and mm-hmm. I think that it's super, super important, not just only for our industry. I, I think it's important for everyone, mm-hmm. um, yep. you know, male, female alike. And, you know, that's just what it's all about these days. No longer is it about the C-suite, you know, right. necessarily. Yeah. Right. It's about everybody and, and what their path looks like. And, you know, some parts of mine will resonate with you. Some parts of yours resonates with me. Maybe none of it does. And maybe it resonates with the next person. But you don't know unless you get it out there and, and we're talking about it and things like that too. So yep. so in saying that, in your mind, how far have we come and how far do you do we have to go to move the diversity needle forward in supply chain? Yeah, um, it's interesting. When I started out, I remember going to the first, again, back in the day, it was an Apex conference. Now it's ASCM. And looking around the Expo Hall and being like, I think I'm maybe be, maybe one of a dozen with you. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, it was definitely a male-dominated field. Um, so it's been really awesome to watch the number of women in supply chain grow exponentially. Um, we do still have a long way to go, but um, I'm definitely inspired by a lot of the things I'm seeing. Um, one of the CSCOs I interviewed, she talked about the importance of diversity and she talked about um, how diversity creates a healthy tension, mm-hmm. which I thought was an interesting way of putting it, like really getting people to have to think more about that. So that's definitely something that I keep top of mind. Um, another example, and this isn't specifically related to women in supply chain, but diversity in general, um, we just published a story in the most recent issue of SCM Now about the winner of last year's um, ASCM Award of Excellence for Diversity and Inclusion. Um, This is a man named Saif Rivers. He is with IBM. Um, He won our award for his dedication to including people who are neurodiverse. So these are people who just have a different approach to problem solving, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, So Saif's work is giving people on the autism spectrum rewarding careers in supply chain. Um, and this is just wow. such a great example. Yeah, it's such a great example of why I'm proud of what we do. I'm very proud of the fact that I manage our awards program. Um, the awards of excellence. Just every year when the submissions come in, I get to read these stories about people and corporations that are, you know, using supply chain again to really create a better world. And I just think that's again very inspiring. Yeah. And I should also note that this year's call for entries launches March 1st. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yes. So if anybody has any nominations, you need you to go. reach out to Elizabeth. That's for sure. <laughs> and, you know, I love that. I mean, you know, we talk about diversity. It's almost overused, but it's very, very important. You know, yeah. like you said, we've got a long way to go. I mean, at the top is the gender. 
Um, but there's so much more to it, like you said. And there's so many, there's so many different ways to think about it. And that one example mm -hmm. is a great is a great one, right? Not everybody is really thinking that way. And how we can use the traits of others, like the strengths <laughs> of others, the passion of others, you know, to really harness that and think of it holistically and, and how, you know, the fit can really benefit both parties. You know, it's yeah. not just about the corporation anymore, right? Yeah. It's the That's people cool. that run it. It's the people that change the world every day inside of that corporation. And it's the people that change the world outside of it as well. So I like mm -hmm. that example. And those were really great examples, by the way. Thanks. So what would you tell yourself back in 2004, right before you joined the Association for Supply Chain Management about what, were, what you were about to experience and why supply chain was the industry you wanted to be a part of for 15 years? <laughs> uh, okay, so when I started, um, to be perfectly honest, I was not excited about a job in supply chain. It seemed dry. It seemed kind of dreary. <laughs> But I accepted the position um, because I liked the people who were interviewing me. And I do believe that teams, you know, are very powerful. Yeah. Um, but also, again, to be perfectly frank, it was a six minute commute from my house. And Ooh. it allowed me to circumvent the dreaded DC beltway. <laughs> so, uh, so, yes. But after 15 years, um, I have seen and I continue to see the power that supply chains have to make the world a better place. I've seen how the work that we do at ASCM is actually making people happier in their careers. People, as I said, a conference is one of my favorite times of the year because people come up to me and they let us know that what we're doing is actually meaningful, you know? Yeah. Um, we also recently launched a foundation which has some amazing initiatives, um, public health initiatives, building frontier and humanitarian supply chains, um, K-12 STEM and supply chain career awareness, again, diversity and inclusion, which is all about making sure that people, you know, of all profiles and backgrounds have the tools they need to succeed in supply chain. Um, so yeah, just being able to develop content as I do every day um, to give people the tools they need to succeed and then prepare those leaders of the future who are really going to set the direction. Yeah. Um, that, that's what I would tell myself, that it's it's not dry and dreary at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it sounds like you've been given the opportunity to bring innovation into the space and into your company as well, right? You've, yep. you've, they've been encouraging and open to hear your thoughts on some of the things that are very important to you. And yep. you can tell just through this conversation how passionate you are about yep. not only the industry, but about the company that you're working for. And I think that it's because they've been open and you've been able to um, really live out some of your, you know, other passions that can be correlated to supply chain through yes. the efforts that you've that you've had in that company. So I would say kudos to them and and, yeah. uh, you know, making sure that you're aligned with the right company for what you want to do in your career um, yeah. might be some additional advice to that as well, if you don't mind me just throwing that in there. <laughs> no, absolutely. I have a daughter um, in college. She's a junior right now. And so she's kind of trying to figure out what her next steps are. And that's what I keep telling her that you have to find the right group that's going to let you contribute and let you excel um, and learn, you know, like that's so essential. 
Yeah, mine is uh, first year university. And I told her a few years ago, I was like, you know, listen, you need to try all sorts of things until mm -hmm. you really figure out what that, what that looks like for you. And yep. you're going to have passions in various different areas. And you're going to be able to figure out how they intertwine um, either yourself or you're going to be able to find a company that you can work for that's going to value your passions to be able to put them together and uh, for good use, right? For good. Yeah, um, exactly. And so, you know, not so much pressure, I don't think, by choosing, you know, that one thing that you want to do at college or university. Um, although it's important to go to college yes. university. <laughs> Have a plan, but be open to yes. opportunities and taking risks. So from working with Mr. Supply Chain to keeping us on top of the latest news and trends in the industry, Elizabeth is a powerhouse woman in supply chain and someone to watch. If you would like more information about Elizabeth or this episode, please visit letstalksupplychain.com forward slash episode 105. Thank you, Elizabeth, for coming on the show and sharing all your amazing stories and giving us a glimpse into your journey to success. Thank you, Sarah. I had a great time. This episode was produced in collaboration with Border Buddy, the most innovative online customs platform out there. And here is what Graham, the founder of Border Buddy, has to say. More and more companies are looking to expand their reach into global markets, but most don't know where to start or don't have the time to figure it out. Border Buddy sees the struggle and has found a way for you to integrate customs into your e-commerce site, allowing you peace of mind when selling to customers in other countries. Your customers will know exactly how much the costs are to import their order from you to their door in real time. And just imagine what that will do for your business and your sales. Visit us and sign up for 10% off your first clearance at borderbuddy.com slash let's talk supply chain. If you liked this episode, please visit our woman in supply chain page over at let's talk supply to hear more from the amazing women in our series on the podcast or on the blog next week. Get ready because terminal 49 who is an ocean freight visibility platform that's out to change the game for importers and brokers is going to be here to talk all about what they are doing and the impact they are making on supply chains globally. You're not going to want to miss that one. And it comes out next week. So stay tuned. If you'd like to support the show, there's a few ways to do that. Follow us, follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe to the newsletter at letstalksupplychain.com. Subscribe to us on YouTube at the SC Supply Chain TV or wherever you listen to podcasts. Next, go to ships.com. That's S-H-I-P-Z.com if you would like to be part of our beta. Yes, that's right. We are ready. We are onboarding mid-market shippers. We are onboarding freight forwarders and you are not going to want to miss out on this opportunity. So go and sign up today. Next, go to shop at letstalksupplychain.com. We've got all your amazing merch for the supply chain professional, the procurement professional, the logistics professional in your life. So go and check that out. We've also got a supply chain dictionary, which is 107 pages full of acronyms and definitions you need to succeed in your supply chain career. Lastly, you want to get featured on an upcoming episode, go and rate and review the show on iTunes and we will feature you on an upcoming episode. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, ship happens.